0: that you can get paid with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM mm-hmm. to get started. Hello, my babies. It's your girl, Majanae, aka Mama Maj, and you are listening to Mama Majism. Cosmos edition. This is actually episode 12. The last episode was episode 11. I need to write things down. (laughs) Everything's just been, I've been confusing myself and numbers scare me. So anyway, let's get into our affirmation. The last episode I did right before this one, we were doing affirmations on the body. And so... In this one, we are going to do affirmations on our mind um, to create self-love or sustain and reaffirm self-love. So we'll go go ahead and get started with a couple of deep breaths. Go ahead and do a deep breath in. Hold. release. going to do another deep breath in. Hold and release. One more time. Deep breath in slowly. Hold and release. my thoughts are kind to me because I deserve peace my thoughts are kind to me because I deserve peace my thoughts are kind to me because I deserve peace I know what I'm doing, I will be okay I know what I'm doing, I will be okay I know what I'm doing. I will be okay. My feelings are just as valid as anyone else's. My feelings are just as valid as anyone else's. My feelings are just as valid as anyone else's. I approve of who I am, and that is enough. I approve of who I am, and that is enough. I approve of who I am, and that is enough. My thoughts are kind to me because I deserve peace. Deep breath in hold release. Deep breath in hold release. And one more deep breath in. release. Thank you for doing that with me. And again, I want to remind you the importance of paying attention to how these affirmations can change the way you think the way you feel and allow them to keep practicing on your own time. And in no time, you'll be able to do your own. All right. Get into the episode. Your girl A, a.k.a. Mama and this is Mama Majism. A hey, yeah, that was so weird, Posmis edition, episode 12, last episode you heard before this one was episode 11, um, my timing, my timing, my counting is off, my life is off, a lot of things are off right now, but we're gonna turn them back on, okay, um, now since I, I forgot my memory failed me yet again and I didn't post yesterday, I ironically enough ended up listening to um, a podcast on memory and um, if we truly do recall the things that we say we recall um, and I'm just going to give you the shorthanded synopsis version so that I'm not labeled a plagiarist of some kind, I'm going to give credit where credit is due and say that this is a podcast I listened to... Wait, let me find it. On um, Apple Podcasts called Hidden Brain on NPR, actually. It's on MP from NPR, but I listen to it on where I listen to it. And Hidden Brain is one of my favorite podcasts that I like to listen to because I learn about a lot of shit. And so most recently, the shit that I learned about was on memory and how we... Uh, and it really just kind of begs the question, do we truly remember what we claim we remember? Um, and I took a couple notes just to make it easier to um, kind of dissect the information and then... No, dissect. Digest the information and then give it to you all. So a couple key points that they brought up were that... was um, oh, the beginning? Okay, so... Now, this one is more specific to like interrogations and like, you know, when police ask you um, to recall an event that you witnessed, if you're a witness, or even when you're um, in court and you're swearing on the Bible about um, telling the truth when they ask you questions about what you remember, etc. So they were talking about how words that people use can really change our recollection of events. So as an example, they used, um, they did an experiment and there were these witnesses who had witnessed a car crash. And so, um, for different people, they used different words. So for example, they asked one witness, um, at what mile or how fast were the cars going when they both collided versus how fast were the cars going when they smashed into each other versus how fast were the cars going when they bumped into each other. And they found that when the interrogators were using the words uh, such as smashed or collided, uh, people tended to say that the cars went a lot faster than um, when the interrogator asked if, or at what pace they were going when they bumped into each other. Um, and then they also saw this further on down the line when they asked if they had seen any broken glass at the scene and the witnesses who claimed that, or the witnesses who were asked if the cars crashed into each other and they used like a super high, um, rate at which they were going, they claimed that they did see broken glass, um, as opposed to those who, when they bumped into each other, said that they, they weren't going that fast. So no, they didn't see any broken glass. And at the crime scene there was no broken glass at all so they realized that because of the wording that they were using it allowed people to kind of like um recollect these events that happened in a different way um which i thought was pretty interesting and crazy how and that, and then that even shows that like witness testimonials and stuff they can only go so far because your idea of a memory or what you think you recall might not even be anything near close to what you think you recalled um but anyway that was that then they uh talked about how when we see pictures we can trick ourselves into sort of remembering events that we originally um said that we we didn't remember i know for me because um, my my parents did a great job of like or at least i think it was my mom whatever did a great job of keeping photo albums so i remember Going, looking through them throughout the years and because of the times that I looked through them with my mom and she would tell me the stories that were attached to these um, photos, then it created a sort of memory that I didn't actually have because I was so young that I didn't fully, I didn't remember. But because I had picture proof and I had my mom telling me stories to corroborate with the pictures, it was just like me kind of tricking myself into believing um, and recreating these memories that I didn't really remember, um, and they had also did a study with someone who had like used Photoshop and like photoshopped people in a picture and be like, "Hey, you remember when this happened?" And then they're kind of like, "Well, well, I guess, uh, yeah, I think I kind of remember, but it's like, nah, you were not there. I just cropped you in there, um, and it just shows that we're all fucking liars." No. <laughs> um so that was another point that they brought up about how pictures can kind of help trick ourselves into remembering things that we don't actually remember um and then after a while you really can't distinguish what you actually remember versus what you remember in your memories that sounded wild when I said it out loud but um you know there are some fixed memories that we have where it's like okay I remember this But then it's like, do you remember it because you truly remember it? Or do you remember it because all the past times that you have recollected this memory, it just kind of solidified the more you kept telling the story. But is this version, the true version, you feel me? Like, it's kind of like a little loop of like, what the fuck, of like, fuckery, honestly. And I just thought that that was really crazy because memory is so complex and profound and deep. And it's just crazy how we really walking around with memories that we probably all just made up. <laughs> like, I really truly wonder how much of our memories are truly real. And even the ones that are real, I feel like are fabricated a little bit because I don't think that there's one thing that we can remember to a T. Um, but yeah, and then they talked about how we um, reconstruct all our memories But we can learn to, like, monitor which one is closest to the truth. Um, And then they talked about how it's easier to distort people's memories if you use info that's, like, plausible and they can pull from with their prior experience. Um, And then that's how they can distort a memory. So I don't know about y'all, but I've had instances where... um, I went somewhere with someone and then when they tell the story back to a mutual friend, I'm like, that didn't happen. Like, this is actually what happened. And they're like, no, 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 no. If that was what happened, I would have remembered. But it's like, well, obviously you didn't because that is what happened. And I remember. So then it's and then it becomes this whole thing of, well, I remember it this way and I'm 100 percent right. And then they're like, well, I remember it this way and I'm 100 percent right. And really, truly, nobody fucking knows what happens because you don't have any proof. You only have what you two both remember, and they're both different things. (laughs) And so um, I thought that that was really interesting because I've had that happen quite a few times. And to this day, I still don't know. I mean, in my head, I believe that I'm right because I can picture it in my head. And I remember it playing out in my head. But I mean, the same thing could go for the other person. You know what? I feel like this episode is actually serving to be more confusing than helpful because when I was listening to the podcast, they did a really great job of laying it all out there. Um, And me trying to retell it, I feel like is just coming out in a bunch of weird words that don't make sense together. Bear with me. Um, And I mean, shit, find that episode. (laughs) And you can listen to what they mean and then maybe you can go back and listen to this one and be like, okay, I see where she was going. Maybe not. But anyway, the point I wanted to get to was that there are ways that we can kind of, because I think memory is a skill, right? And with any skill, it takes practice. And there were a couple of ways that they said that we can improve our memory. And I wanted to share that with all of you because I think that um, learning skills are beneficial in general, but also when it comes to memory, that's something that like, that's something that we have, you know, that's something that people can't take away from us. So if we can train our brain, Um, to become better at this skill, then maybe we'll be able to retain a lot more um, and maybe do a better job of distinguishing those memories that we recreate from fabrication versus the memories that we are doing a decent job of like keeping in its purity, right? So one of the ways they were talking, uh, the main way actually, um, he was talking about using a memory palace. Now, for those of you who don't know, a, um, a memory palace is where you create a mental image of a familiar location, a familiar location to you, and then you plan out a path. And through those spaces, you create like stops along the way that help you remind yourself of whatever it is you're trying to remember. So for example, I have a grocery list and it, maybe I'm out of paper, maybe I don't want to write it down, whatever the case may be, it's only a couple items. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to write it down. I'm just going to quickly remember whatever it is. So I got to get butter, milk, and eggs. Um, those three are pretty simple, common things to get from the store. So maybe you feel you don't need to write it down to remember. it. Um, you, as soon as you get to the store, you'll know. But just in case, if you want to practice like using your memory palace, um, this is how you would do that. So. And I don't have a memory palace. Um, I think I'm going to start doing that though but I think in this moment my memory palace would be my house, my home, right? So one of the stops um, in my mem- memory palace would be the front door, um, the second place would be the bathroom, and the third place would be my bedroom. Um, now you can pick these places um, based on how often you frequent them or maybe just like a room that's your favorite or rooms that are your favorite, Um, whatever helps you to solidify those memories. So for me, um, no real reason, but yeah, the front door, the bathroom, and then my bedroom. So what I then I'm going to do is place each item on the grocery list at each of those stops. So I'm going to put, did I say buttermilk and eggs? (laughs) I think I did.